This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yes, indeed. Good morning. I am joined this morning by Master Gardener Teresa Rooney to answer all those lawn and garden questions you may have on your mind this Veterans Day morning. Teresa, good morning to you. Good morning, Danny. How are you this morning? I'm doing quite well. Thank you for asking. I hope you are as well. Nice day. Well, it, it, we do expect possibly some showers. In fact, some of our listeners may be experiencing a few of those showers or flakes uh, today. But boy, oh boy, what a warm up. And I wanted to well, let me do this. Let me give our listeners our text number and our phone number, which happens to be the same number. Any kind of a lawn or garden question you have for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, call it in, text it in at 651-461-9226. I, I keep planning on doing some dormant seating, but every time <laughs> I do, I look at the forecast. And now and it's especially too warm. 50, 60. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I'm yeah. waiting for that uh, ground to freeze. You do. You want the ground to be almost frozen, if not frozen. And then you want to make sure that seed, those seeds can contact that soil. So step on it or to use the back of your rake to, to push those seeds right so they are contacting the soil. And then hope for a little snow right afterwards that just stays and covers them up. 
Yeah, I remember one year, uh, we've had a, f- a few years like that, where there was not very much snow cover, and boy, it did some damage to our shrubs, didn't it? It does. It does, because if we don't have snow cover, and if your soil's dry, because some parts of the state are still in a drought, so watering is really super important. But if you go into winter, or your lawn, your, your garden goes into winter, and it's dry, and we don't get enough snow, that cold penetrates a lot deeper into the soil. So if you if we get um, if your soil is moist going into the winter, it takes a lot longer for that cold to penetrate, that frost to penetrate. And by that time, hopefully, we get some snow cover. Then that blankets it and kind of prevents the frost from going too deep. It's like an insulating blanket on top of the soil, keeping it cool, not freezing. So so you want the you want the snow there, but you also want the ground to be moist because it takes a lot more energy to heat up moist soil than it does to heat I'm sorry, to cool down moist soil than it does to um to cool down wet soil. It, it the, the soil absorbs the energy and it just slows down that that freezing. I hope I explained that okay. Yes, indeed you did. And <laughs> and getting back to to dormant seeding, I know every show we we always get questions about that every every, the, mm-hmm. every time right. around the season. Uh, what is it for those that don't know? Uh, why is it such a good idea, especially after our lawns took a beating this this past uh, summer? What what is right. dormant seeding? Right. So so if you didn't get your lawns um, overseeded in the fall earlier in September and October uh, beginning or uh, in September. Um, it's too late to do it now because the the grass would sprout up and then it wouldn't be established enough to make it through the winter, so it would be dead in the spring. So dormant seeding is putting down seed that you want to just sit there till the spring comes and then it sprouts. So that's why we put it down when the soil's almost frozen or just about frozen. And, and then it just sits there and hopefully you got something over the top like snow that protects it from the birds and everything eating it. If you just join us, we're in the midst of our Smart Garden show here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering those questions for you this morning. Here's another one via text, uh, Teresa. Texter says, I put brown wood mulch on my garden this year. I plan to add leaves on top when the ground freezes. My question is, any easy way to take care of the leaves in the spring without pulling off the wood mulch? Hmm. Probably not because the leaves are going to get, it's going to get moist and the leaves will sort of start to adhere and then they'll sort of start to decompose on top of the wood mulch. What you might want to do if if you can, if you want those leaves in your garden, I would pull back the, the wood mulch. I would put my leaves down and then I would put the wood mulch on top of the leaves. That's, I mean, it's a lot of work, but that way the leaves will stay there. They'll decompose. They'll add a lot of rich organic matter into your soil, and you'll still have the, the wood mulch look on the top. Okay. I love this one. Texter says, love the show and advice is the reason I get up on Saturday morning. All right. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, the texter does say, many leaves still in the trees. How harmful will it be to our lawns over the winter once they do fall? Will extra steps or techniques need to be taken in the spring? to remove uh, them from the lawns? Well, it kind of depends. So if we get the snow and then the leaves fall on top of the snow, they'll blow around, they'll kind of melt down. And then in the spring, if you happen to see a lot of leaves on your soil or on the grass where it might be smothering it, um, 
I would wait just a little while till the ground thaws out and starts to warm up a little bit, and and this and and then I would gently rake. If you happen to see sometimes, if you get too much organic matter sitting on top of the the grass, you get leaf mold in the spring, or I'm sorry, um, snow mold in the spring. It looks really horrible, and you think terrible things are happening, but all you have to do is go out there with a little rake and fluff it up a little bit incorporating that air will dry it out and it just goes away so so unless you get dumped on and then the snow comes and you and you have that thick layer of leaves underneath just then get in the spring uh, in the spring as soon as you can get out there and, and gently take those off a few leaves on your lawn is not a problem it's kind of the opposite question here for our smart garden show why do some trees take all winter to shed their leaves. Yeah, I, I've seen like uh, in the neighborhood mm-hmm. these bur oaks yep. seem to hang on until uh, they hang on until March. In the spring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so um, each tree, that's just how the tree is when when it causes the senescence of the leaves for the leaves to actually break from the tree and, and shut down all those little bits. When, when it causes the senescence of the leaves for the leaves to actually break from the tree and, and shut down all those little bits of them. Um, of nutrition going back and forth and all the communication. It just some trees, like your ginkgo can drop its leaves in three hours. An elm will drop its leaves in a day. An oak will drop its leaves in February and March. And, and it's just the way some trees are. It's just, just their, bi, um, their biology. It's pretty fascinating and pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And then it also so. depends on the weather, too. So sometimes the trees yeah. don't. Don't get the cues from nature that mm-hmm. winter is coming, so then they don't do all the processes processes that they need to do to cause that that breakage and that dropping of the leaves. Teresa, this listener wants to know: Can I cover my shrub roses and perennial hibiscus with loose leaves today, or better to wait until next Saturday after the quote hot weather has been? <laughs> I would wait. I would definitely wait. Um, putting down your winter mulch too early or covering plants too early. If you're tipping your roses, you've got to do it when you've got to do it. and You just do it when you can. But if you're just covering ro- covering plants with leaves, you want to wait till that ground's almost frozen because if you put down a bunch of leaves on top of the ground and it isn't frozen, you've, had it, you've added like this barrier. And then underneath all the little, um, the little mice and the little voles, can live happily and they can dig into that soil that's not frozen. They dig in very easily and they munch on the roots all winter long. So you want the soil to be almost frozen or frozen before you put down that heavy winter mulch. Okay. This listener says this, since it's supposed to be so warm this week, should trees, especially my oak, be watered or are the trees sufficiently dormant to not need more water? No, you keep watering uh, until the ground is almost frozen. Uh, the roots are growing, even if the trees above are going dormant, their roots are still actively growing in that warm soil. So they're still in need of water. Now, normally the temperatures are cooler and they've dropped a lot of leaves, so they don't have as, they're not losing as much water, but those roots still need some water. So if you haven't had a good snow that melts it in, or you haven't had some nice rains, you still need to be watering everything. And I think that goes for almost everybody, maybe in northwest, northeastern Minnesota, they've gotten enough water up there, you're not watering. But here in the cities, you've got to water. Yep, and yes, indeed. 
you have to be careful not to have the, the hoses freeze at night. So it's yeah. a hassle. You have to drain the hoses That's and then you have right. to hook them back up again. So be careful with that. I don't want anybody to have busted hoses. I was but, just uh, thinking yeah. <laughs> That's a quandary. Got to keep watering. Hang on, Teresa. We're going to take okay. a quick break. Smart Garden will return uh, with more of your questions, your lawn and garden questions for Teresa. 651-461-9226. I think we gained a degree from last hour. Now 34 degrees in the Twin Cities with still a chance of showers, of brief showers. High today near 45, but it's going to be sunny near 55 tomorrow. Stay with us on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. It's Veterans Day today on this 11th of November. 8.22 in the morning, we're in the midst of our Smart Garden Show. Denny Long here, along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, answering those very lawn and garden questions you may have this morning. And as usual, Teresa, we have many. We also, as you know, Teresa, always love to give folks the opportunity to get to the university website, extension.umn.edu. Great reading, great resource any time of the year. Great. You can't see me nodding as you're saying that because this is radio. <laughs> but, yes, I, the Extension website is just amazing. They have lots of information on there. Um, you know, you can learn it when it's tr- safe to trim your elm tr- your oak trees. Uh, you need to water your trees and shrubs. You can check how to bring plants inside. Um, you can learn about holiday plant care because a lot of us will be putting plants in our homes uh, for the holidays or giving plants as gifts. So you could do some investigation in the in advance and figure out, hmm, do I want a poinsettia or do I want a cyclamen? Which do I want? Or do I want to try a Christmas cactus? So you can learn about those plants and the best if you're giving one as a gift. Think about that person's home and how they care for plants and which one might work out best for them. So you can learn so much in there. And it's just a fun thing to do, Mm -hmm. even though it's going to be nice out this week. Extension.umn.edu. Exactly. Uh, Okay. Unusual Saturday question. Well, I don't think so if you're a regular listener to the show. (laughs) Can we still spray for Creeping Charlie? Yes. But Well, moderating temperatures. Well, it depends. It depends. I should say it depends. You need to read the label of the product that you're using, and it will tell you the temperature that you need to spray it at. If it's not going to reach that temperature, if it's too cold, then no, you can't. Uh, So you'd have to do some manual um, removal. But read the instructions. The label will tell you, can it be sprayed at 55 degrees or 60 or does it have to be 70 degrees? Or is 40 okay? Different products use different things, so read the label. And that will tell you yes or no. Okay. Yeah, read the label always. All right. Let's uh, grab a phone call. Ken's calling in from Maplewood, I do believe, uh, this morning. Ken, thank you. What's your question for Teresa? Uh, I have an amaryllis and a wax ball. <laughs> and I put it in a pot of dirt. And... Uh, Foliage came up good, but no blooms. Can I look okay. forward to blooms or no? It's it's possible, Ken. If it got a lot of sun when it was finished blooming last year, if maybe you set the the plant outside and it and the leaves got a lot of sun. If it didn't get a lot of sun, it probably doesn't have the energy to bloom this year. But you'll still have some foliage, and then if it's if you can. 
put it in the window or give it a grow light to help it start on the the flowers for next year. And then in the summertime, maybe set that bulb with its foliage still in the pot. Uh, Put it outside in a, a, you know, in the shade at first and then in a bright area so it can get a lot of sunshine. But it just depends on how you cared for it last year after it finished blooming. Good luck with that, Ken. All right. Thank you, Ken. My uh, texter says, my two mandevilla have been crawling up a trellis all summer. I cut it back. Could I keep it over the winter in my cooler basement is the question. As long as your basement doesn't freeze, yes, you can. So if your basement's going to be 45, 50 degrees, they should be just fine down there. If it's going to get down into the lower 30s, probably not a safe bet. They could manage to live, but I don't know. I I couldn't guarantee that. Okay. This listener, Teresa, wants to know, can I still plant fall bulbs? Yes. Put those tulips in. Put The daffodils should have been in already, but even so, if you have daffodils, go ahead and plant them. Plant your bulbs and plant your bulbs. Uh, tulips in those uh, minor bulbs, the crocuses and things, they can go in as long as you can work the soil. I've put them in just as a blizzard was starting. I would not suggest that because it's not that much fun, but I would do them. Yes, keep, doing, keep planting bulbs. You'll really appreciate the fact that you did it when springtime comes and the bulbs come up. Okay. Good morning, Dexter says. Parts of the front yard are just bare dirt now that the weeds died. The squirrels <laughs> are turning it into a muddy mess. I didn't know they did that. Uh, it do. looks awful. Could I put straw on it or something to cover it up? I will do dormant seating, too. Hmm. You know, if you can just wait, I would keep that straw to the side a little bit. And then as soon as you can, when the temperatures get cooler uh, and the ground starts to freeze up or the ground starts to cool down, then put your dormant seeding down and then put the straw over the dormant seeds that you put down. Put it down very lightly. That will just disguise it from birds that are migrating and birds that live in your area from eating all your bird seed. In the meantime, the... The squirrels are just doing what squirrels do. They have this bare soil. They've got nuts to bury. They've got stuff to take care of in their territory, and that's what they—that's what squirrels do. Putting down straw won't stop them. Yeah, another listener said that very thing about dormant seeding is just feeding the birds. I don't necessarily agree with that totally. <laughs> it can do that, but if you do it properly, it right. it won't happen. If you do it properly, and if and if you do have a very bare lawn and you're going to put down the dormant seeding, but you don't think we're going to get a good snowfall that's going to stay and cover that up, then then I would lightly sprinkle straw over just to disguise some of those seeds. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it depends because it is expensive bird food, and there's there's cheaper bird seeds out there if you want to feed the birds. There you go. Good morning, Texture says, can elm saplings have pine needles for a mulch? Oh, sure. They would be so happy with that. The The needles themselves, I'm sure you're worried about acidi- acidifying the soil. Um, elms live in a wide variety of soils, uh, and the needles themselves are not going to acidify the soil to any extent that it will impact the elms at all. So go ahead and use pine mulch. It could be very beautiful under there, pine needles. All right. Let us take a break and have a look at okay. that warm-up forecast. We're going to do that next, Teresa. And then we have about another half hour of the show to go on our Smart Garden Show. Lawn and Garden Talk this morning on CCO 651-461-9226. We'll be back with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Here on 830, this is WCCO.
Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, thanks to our good friend, uh, Teresa Rooney, who happens to be a master gardener. You'll hear Mary Meyer here from the U of M, Julie Weisenhorn from the U of M, all helping us out, helping you out every Saturday. We do appreciate it, uh, Teresa, and I know our listeners really appreciate it as well. And we uh, appreciate being able to do it. You have a little fun, too, don't you? We do, yes. Um, now, let's see. I'm looking at all these text messages. Uh, again, somebody will, thinks uh, it's a suggestion, really, more than a uh, comment. A comment rather than a question. If leaves are on the grass in the spring, a good alternative is to use a leaf blower. This helps rid snow mold, too. Love the show. Thank you for that. Great thought. Thank you. Yep. That's a wonderful idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, question from a listener says, do I need to cut off the roses from the shrub roses or just leave them throughout the winter? You can just leave them. That'll be just fine. If you don't mind the look, the, sh- the roses don't mind that they're there. So you can go ahead and just leave them. Okay. Uh, this uh, text says, my two bulbs are not in yet because we haven't had our first frozen ground. Do I wait until that happens or should I put them uh, in? Hmm. I'm not quite sure what bulbs they're thinking about. Yeah. Um, any any of the bulbs like the, that are going to come up in the spring, your daffodils, your tulips, things like that, you can put in the ground. If you're talking about amaryllis, I would then that's one that you wouldn't put in the ground outside. You would put in the house um, because they won't make it outside during the wintertime. Uh, go to the extension website, extension.umn.edu, and click on um, the Yarn Garden, and then go to the amaryllis section, and that will tell you when to start it so that you can judge when it's going to bloom, and it'll tell you how many weeks you need it to be growing, actively growing before the flowers are going to come. So you can estimate when you want that bloom to go. Okay. You can call in your uh, lawn and garden question or you can text it. Either way, here's the number, 651-461-9226. A texter says, uh, when can you prune a honeysuckle vine? Honeysuckle vines. Uh, I would I would double-check the extension website, but I think you prune those just after they bloom or you can prune them back in the spring. You don't want to do a lot of pruning right now on your plants, um, you know, cutting off, deadheading, things like that, like that question about roses. If you want to, you can. But if you're trying to do some pruning for shape or size, you want to wait until either the, the ground is frozen and the plant is dormant or then do it in the spring, and the spring for most plants is better, except those plants that bloom in the spring. You don't want to cut those before they bloom. You want to wait till they bloom and then cut them. Um, so if you have specific plants, go to the extension website and double-check when to prune those. But I would probably wait to prune most of my uh, sh- uh, stuff in the garden, uh, shrubs and that, until springtime. All right. A texter says this, Teresa, I forgot to dig up my glad bulbs. Is it too late for them? We had freezing mornings. Oops. Nope, it's not too late. If your ground's still diggable, go ahead and dig them up. Just um, go outside of where you think the bulbs are and then go down because sometimes bulbs move a little bit in the soil and you don't want to cut any of them in half. So just dig a little outside of where you think they might be and then just dig carefully until you find them. A listener wants to know, is it safe to trim oak branches now? They're concerned with oak wilt. You know, I just looked that up, and it said it was okay to trim them on the extension website. But then I thought, it's 50 degrees, and those little bugs could still be flying. So 
if possible, I'd probably wait till this weather is done, even though the extension website said it was it was safe. I would just err way on the side of caution if I had a big oak and, and could put off that pruning um, another week and a half until we get into the cooler weather by Thanksgiving, and then we should be fine. Very good. Tester says this, we love your show every Saturday morning. Thank you for that. Uh, is there a, quote, season when woodpeckers peck at house siding? We had a lot of woodpecker problems in late August and September, and mm-hmm. now it has stopped. What, what can there, stop the woodpeckers? There is a season. So so there's a number of reasons. They'll do it in the spring to declare territories and to attract mates. So if your house sounds really good in the spring, that's it sounds loud and like they're big monster woodpeckers. They will use that just like a drum to attract mates and declare their territories. And then later on, um, they're going after some insects, maybe still some territorial stuff in August and September. I had a friend who had woodpeckers on her house this fall, but they're gone now. Um, but that's what they're doing. So sometimes it's for insects that they're drilling uh, and pounding. But a lot of times in the spring, it's for mates and territory. And some people put up these fake owls, and, and then, and then the woodpeckers get used to those. Yeah, unless you're moving the owl around a lot, but that woodpecker's yeah. going to say, you know, that owl's been sitting there for six weeks. It hasn't moved. Why isn't it dead yet? So the, they're smart. They understand what's going on. Um, sometimes just a barrier or shiny things flickering with flickering lights will work, too. But even just hanging like a, a piece of a plastic or something so they can't get a grip on the wood um, and then they just leave it alone because they can't get a good grip on the wood to, to actually start their banging then. Yeah, that is an issue. We get calls all the time or questions yeah, it about is. that. It is, especially if you have nice wood siding. You don't want that all. Yeah. all. But if they're going after bugs in your siding, that's kind of a good thing. But still, they're making holes of noise. So. They can. Big damage yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Let's... Mm-hmm. Uh, Teresa, grab a phone call. Patty's calling in from uh, Minneapolis. Patty, good morning. What is your question for uh, Teresa? Hi, good morning. Uh, we planted our tulip bed right before the storm uh, two weeks ago or so and then covered it with leaves. But I did hear earlier that you mentioned that sometimes you don't want to put leaves mulch down until the ground is frozen. Should we remove those leaves? I, I would just, if that that's a good question. I Unless you have a lot of voles, I wouldn't worry about it. The leaves might be protecting it from the squirrels right now because they'll just kind of say, oh, that's all settled. There's leaves. There's nothing under there for me to dig into. Um, But if you have issues with voles, maybe pull it back a little bit. But otherwise, I wouldn't really worry about that. Um, Just a light leaf layer is not going to hurt it in the spring. It shouldn't hurt it now. Uh, So there should be no problem. You should be fine with those. Thanks for planting the tulips. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, th- thanks for the call. I I was looking at, uh, boy, we've got a ton of uh, text messages, as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one says, I did not cut off my iris leaves. Can I leave them or should I get an outside and cut them off? I have a lot of them. I would trim your iris off. Um, your irises and your peonies, those are the ones that once they're killed by the frost, I would like to see those trimmed down to bare ground uh, just because the, the foliage can harbor a lot of diseases um, and, and insects for the irises. And you then you stand less chance of getting um, iris borer if you just trim off all that foliage in the fall. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. You probably know about this. But Texas says we have a 40-year-old ginkgo tree near our house. For the last several years, it has dropped berries and nuts. The smell is unbearable. It has not had any berries or nuts for 38 years. 
we have to remove it. The Arboretum has said more or less it's really bad smell. Uh, yeah. Sad, though, to remove this beautiful tree. What's the deal with this? The, have you heard of that before, Teresa? I have. So Incos, Incos, Ginkos are male and female trees. In the um, industry of growing ginkgos, they try to send out and grow mostly male ginkgo trees so you don't have to deal with the fruit, which is considered a delicacy in its home over in um, in China, um, and it's taken care of. And yes, it, it is a horrible smell. I've heard it smells like vomit, which is not something you want to walk outside to smell every day. Um, so what happens is the ginkgos grow, and and sometimes the sometimes they are they're mislabeled as a male tree when they're really a female tree. And by the time they get mature or they get a stress season, like we've had these droughts, then they start to produce their fruit which is smelly. So you have to decide at that point if you can handle it or if you just want to take out the female tree. Um, there's been some people questioning that maybe the male trees turn into female trees. That's just like, who knows what's going on there? We we don't think that's happening. We think it's just a mis, mislabeling and the trees just suddenly um, become mature enough to have fruit. And that's why you get, so it's the female ginkgo trees that are the problem with the fruit. And yeah, it does stink, and it's never going to change. Another question concerning dormant seeding. They've already done this, put down grass seed. Uh, but the question is, will the warm temperatures, do you think, cause the seed to germinate? It could. It could. It's it's not really the air temp you got to worry about. It's the soil temp. Um, mm-hmm. So that tells the seeds um, and the moisture that we're getting now. So the moisture will wake up the seeds and the soil is still warm enough. So it could sprout. There's nothing you can really do about that unless you want to vacuum up those seeds and try again. Um, I would just see what happens in the spring and then just make a note of it to be more cognizant next fall if you overseed to wait till the soil's almost almost frozen and then, then plant. Or, or check your soil temp um, on the Internet. You can go on the Internet and check your soil temp to see if it's under 30, 30 degrees. Mine is like 45 to 50 right now, so it's still really warm out there. It's way too warm to be planting grass seed, dormant seeding for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Not that I would do that anyway because I don't have any grass in my you yard. Have, but. <laughs> you don't have that kind of a lawn. I don't uh, have that. Thank you for your show. Uh, Texas says thank you. How do you cover Arborvitae and when do you leave the tops open? If you have to cover your Arborvitae, I would wait until it's much cooler, until we get past this last warm spell. Um, if you don't have to cover it because you're not protecting it from road salt or, or plows going by or or something, or it's the wrong plant in the wrong place, and you have to protect it for that reason. Otherwise, um, if you have to uh, to um, protect it, use burlap, wrap it very loosely around the plant, and then um, you can leave the top open. But if you just do a loose layer, you're just breaking the sun and wind, so it, it stays dormant and doesn't come out of dormancy. Um, if you do have an arborvitae that has multiple leaders inside of it, um, this is for everybody. I would probably get out there um, when you can, get some old pantyhose, and um, and just tie those leaders lightly together so that they don't splay out when we get those heavy, wet March March snows. Um, that will just save you from having Dr. Seuss-looking arborvitaes in your yard. Uh, but get those heavy, wet March March snows. Um, that will just save you from having Dr. Seuss-looking arborvitaes in your yard. Uh, but if you have to cover, I would wait until 
it's much cooler because it's just going to get too hot under the burlap right now. Right now it would, yeah. Hang yeah. on, Teresa. Well, a quick okay. break is in order, and uh, we will be uh, back with more. Again, uh, if just we always say if, if it's the weather turns bad and you want some good reading, get on the web, extension.umn.edu. And in the meantime, get to the Arboretum. We'll talk about that, too, when we come back here on News Talk 830 WCCO. In the Twin Cities right now, we have 34 degrees, and we are heading for, uh, well, today, 45. And that is probably going to be the coolest day of the week because tomorrow it'll get up to near 55 with sunshine, and we could hit 60 on Tuesday and uh, Wednesday, possibly, as well. We're back at it here in our Smart Garden Show. Denny Long here along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering those lawn and garden questions. And, of course, Teresa, our time is limited. Tons of questions. Let's uh, see how many folks we can uh, okay. help out here. Um, let's uh, Yes, thank you. I have some great comments here from a listener. Can I use <laughs> Norway pine needles in my strawberry patch as mulch? Yes, that would be wonderful. They like that. Uh, sure. It, yeah. it's, a, it's a wonderful mulch. It looks really pretty, and it, and it doesn't... Um, it drains the the moisture quick, so the so the uh, strawberries will stay off of the wet ground. So it's a great great yep. thing to do. Teresa, another question about planting fall bulbs: uh, Can you do it now? And what do you re- recommend uh, planting with bulbs to keep critters away from them? That's a good idea. So what you want to do if you have critters in the soil, uh, you could you could uh, put turkey grit either under the bulbs or around the bulb when you plant them in the soil and then cover it up. If you're just worried about squirrels and things like that, just cover that soil with, say, uh, 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 what am I trying to say? You want a barrier there, so so put something down, maybe some bird netting on top of the soil so the squirrels and the chippies can't dig through it or chicken wire. And then as soon as the ground's frozen, you can pull that up and, and it'll be fine. That They don't normally dig into this frozen ground then to look for those things. All right. Love the show. Texture says, thank you. Do I need to cover my rhubarb or just leave it? Oh, just leave it. Just leave it. It'll be happy. You don't have to do anything. It's a tough little plant. Um, you'll be fine. Uh, the only thing I would do is if you if you just planted it, say this fall, maybe give it a little bit of mulch uh, over the top. Just uh, once the soil freezes, just just put a little bit of mulch on the top of the soil, a little bit of leaves or something like that, just to keep that ground frozen so it doesn't pop out in January. Listener Keith has a question about hydrangea. I drove stakes and put mesh around my hydrangeas. I filled the hoops with dry leaves to keep the deer from eating them. Will the leaf mulch hurt the hydrangeas? It won't. It's a little early to put it down, but you sometimes have to do what you've got to do. Um, I would worry that perhaps voles or mice could get in there um, and then dig in and get into the soil around it or or girdle the, the plant under the leaves. That's probably not going to happen. But when in the spring, just pull those leaves off as soon as you can to protect it um, to, so that it doesn't get all yucky and and bear those stems again. Yeah. Okay. This listener has, I have not planted my stargazer lily plant in the ground. Can I keep it alive like in an inside plant, even though the leaves are yellow? You could, you could try keeping it uh, like dormant, uh, maybe just put it in a cool area, give it a little bit of water once in a while. You don't want the soil too moist. 
it may start actively growing in your home. Uh, if it does, then just treat it like a house plant. Um, if you have any pets, uh, double check with the ASPCA that stargazer lilies aren't poisonous to your pets. And if they are, just keep it out of the pets area. Okay. This listener wants to know, do we cut down flocks? Um, as a lazy gardener, I would say no. If you really need a perfectly clean garden, you can. If you want to cut it back to 18 inches, that's okay too. Otherwise, I just leave a lot of stuff up in the winter uh, for winter interest um, in case there's seeds for birds, in case I have uh, nesting bees in there uh, in the hollow stems. I don't want to don't want to disturb those. Uh, so I let I leave things up, and also as you leave the stems up, uh, as the leaves come through and they fall off the trees, they get stuck in those stems above the crown of the plant, and it adds a little bit of extra protection. And then they all just um, you know start to compost, and and they add more nitrogen and nutrients into the soil. So personally, I would just leave it up. You do not have to cut it down. Okay. I had mentioned it before the break, but uh, folks, I was thinking, what a great week to head to the Arboretum, given this temperature. Yes. Go to the Arboretum. You could walk the trails. Um, Lots of the uh, crab apples have lost their leaves. So the ones with persistent crab apples are just beautiful. You can see that... um, you can see the beautiful leaves of the, the the blueberries or the service berries, the bright red colors. The winter berries and the snow berries have their berries on them. And you can see those beautiful bushes and, and just the sunshine. And look at the ornamental grasses in the sunshine. Oh, my gosh, how beautiful. Get out to the Arboretum. It's just it's an amazing thing. You do have to, have to, you do have to uh, reserve your time. But, uh, yes, do it. I, I can't say enough about the Arboretum. It's a gem. Yeah, reserve it online, and it really makes mm-hmm. for easy parking. Yeah. It's so efficient yeah. to the way they're doing it now. Yeah. Just a, an amazing, f- great place to be. Um, and it's, it's, and just it's nice the, to get out. Yeah, it's wonderful. You get out there this time of year, you can see, like, the structure of the plants, of the trees and shrubs, and you can say, hey, I would like to see that all winter in my That's yard. That's right. Some great <laughs> ideas. Absolutely. Just go west on Highway 5 to around 41. You'll see it off to your left. Mm-hmm. Uh, easy to get to. Um a listener says this. What is well? The question is, what's the best way to get rid of voles? What should I use? In a is it a mouse trap or how do I control the voles? What you want to do is maybe try to get some other predators into the areas, the hawks and the owls and, and critters like that. The the foxes, if you can, encourage a nice ecosystem. Uh, don't don't have higher grasses uh, as the ground. Um, as the ground isn't as a freezing, so if they're by your house or by your yard, you may want to cut down some of the some of the stuff they can hide in, and then they run out to your to your garden and then dig in. Uh, don't put down your winter mulches too early. You want that ground to freeze. So those are some of the ideas. I would also go to the extension website, extension.umn.edu, and uh, click on the yard and garden tab. Uh, you can also, if you have some real tender plants and plants that you just cannot bear to lose, you can plant those plants in mesh ba- baskets that you bury in the soil, and that will protect the voles from getting in there. So there's those options, too. Got about a minute or so to go, Teresa. Here's, let's do one more. I plan to move for fairly sizable uh, peony plants to a more sunny area. What should I do with regard to the depth and covering over the winter? Don't worry about anything over the winter. Uh, what I would, what you could do is just take your shovel and 
and go down one shovel length all the way around the plant and about the where where you think you want to dig it. Um, and then uh, then in the spring, dig the holes, get them all ready, and then move those plants as quickly as possible in the spring. I try to disturb the roots as little as possible. If you disturb the roots too much, uh, you may not see blooms for a few years. Planting depth is important, so plant them so that the eyes of the peonies are just at soil level or less than... Um, or not more than like an inch under the soil level. And we like to say uh, make plans to get to the Arboretum. And by the way, uh, Teresa, give us that website for the U of M. Extension.umn.edu and use it as an excuse to get out chores in the house because you have to research something. (laughs) That's right. I like your thinking. (laughs) Very good. But it is. It's just a great resource, and a lot of our friends have put a a lot of work it's a labor of love for that uh, their website. One of the it best is. in the country, in fact. Extension.umn.edu. Teresa, have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you after Thanksgiving. Bye, everybody. Absolutely. Very good. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, always a pleasure. Uh, of course, we'll have this show every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. We hope you can uh, join us uh, from time to time when you can. Here's that uh, quick look at that weather before we take a break. Chance of rain possibly today, high near 45, high near 55 tomorrow right now. 34 degrees. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.